In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So um, today is a special day for me because um, I'm a St. Rita freak, and today is her feast day. And if you have any St. Rita freaks out there, I especially uh, wish you a happy feast day, but happy feast day to everybody. Um, what's, uh, what's really beautiful ab- uh, about St. Rita, what's really powerful about St. Rita is that St. Rita is a saint that I think everybody, no matter what walk of life, uh, can relate to her. She actually really does, uh, her life really uh, does emulate exactly what Jesus talks about in the gospel today. The gospel, uh, we find Jesus in the, um, at the Last Supper with his apostles, and he's praying. He's talking to God the Father. And he's praying for us, and he's just about to enter into his passion, and he's saying to his Father, Father, I give everything to you. Everything that you gave me, I, I did what I could, and I, gave, I give it all back to you. Right? He's surrendering. He's surrendering everything. And this, my brothers and sisters, is really what, if, if we could really kind of sum up St. Rita's life and why she is such a great saint today, is that no matter what walk of life she was in, she was able to find a way to surrender it to God. Now, what does it mean to surrender? Sometimes when we hear the word surrender, I don't know about you guys, but I just kind of like cringe inside because it scares me. Uh, surrendering is difficult. It can be scary. And sometimes we can have like the wrong idea of what surrender means. When we think of surrender, sometimes immediately we think that we're like giving up. Like if I surrender, then like I, I lose everything. Like God is just going to leave me empty and I'm just going to be miserable and I'm not going to have anything and that's it. Like if I give this to God. And that's not actually what surrender means. Now, granted doesn't mean that we won't lose things. God never promised that everything would be perfect, that we would have everything. And if you look at St. Rita's life, you'll see that. Surrender really just means that you're giving God access to everything that he gave you. That's what surrender means. It means that God, I give you access, you can tap into this and you can do whatever it is that you want with this because guess what? God, you gave it to me. It doesn't belong to me. Just like Jesus said in the gospel today, Yours are mine, mine is yours, I give them back to you. He gives us back to the Father. This is what St. Rita was able to do. Now, like I was saying, if you look at her life, she had lots and lots of difficulties. There were a lot of trials. At the age of 12, she wanted to be a nun. She, She knew God was calling her to be a nun. Her parents, however, forced her to get married because they were afraid. They had her at an old age, and they were afraid for her future. They wanted to kind of secure her future somehow. So they thought, if she gets married and she's with a family, that's going to be more secure for her. So they basically forced her into a marriage. St. Rita, somehow, some way, she surrenders to this. Even though she knows that God wants her to be a nun, she surrenders to this. All right. Lord, you want this is what you're asking of me through my parents? I don't know. It's not, it's not what I want. It's not what I think you want. But if you're going to allow this to happen, Lord, I'm going to surrender it over. I give you access. So she gets married. I want to stop here and just kind of speak to the parents out there today who can be very, very, very much involved. And it's not a problem being involved, but to a fault controlling the decisions that their children want to make. Now, what I mean by this is that, 
you know, I, every parent, of course, wants good for their children, and, and they have a right to have an opinion. They have a right to want to advise their children and to be involved, of course, absolutely. But what I'm seeing today is not just advising and guiding. What I'm seeing is complete control, dictating every little thing that their children do, whether it's what kind of uh, uh, career that they want to take or the person that they want to marry. To the point where nowadays, all I see is like, just like in the past week, I've heard the same story five times. Five times the same story from five different people. Of people who want to get married to somebody who really don't really have serious issues. Like they want to get married to somebody who just because their parents don't like them. And if I told you the reasons why, they won't even meet them. That's the sad part. Meet the person. Get to know the talk to the person for God's sake. Nope, won't do it. You know what their reasons are? They're not educated. Their family are Eastsiders, they're, they're not educated. So no, you can't marry them. Wow. Um, you can't marry them because they don't have status and name. We are Sittus. You have to go marry somebody of the same caliber, same name. They don't own businesses. They're not millionaires. Can't marry them. Like, what? You know, oh, oh, they're not Chaldean. Or they're from a different village. You can't marry them. What? What world are we living in, you guys? Moms, dads. If your child tells you that this person that I want to marry is a good person... And they lead me closer to God and they make me a better person, but yet they don't have a status and name and education and, and all of this. But they're a good person and they're holy and they lead me closer to God and they have virtue. You know what some parents would do? They would rather their child live like St. Rita did for 18 years in an abusive marriage just so they get their way, so that they look good. That's what they want. It's about them. They don't care about their children suffering for the rest of their lives and being unhappy. It's about them. This is really sad. It's really sad. I understand. You know, you want to protect your children. You want to protect them. You want to be there. For, that's fine. You have a right to do that. But in the end, you have to allow your children to make that choice. Otherwise, you could allow your child to go into a, a career or into a marriage for 18 years like St. Rita did where her husband beat her physically, mentally, and emotionally. What did she do in all of this? How did she deal with this? She never wanted to get married. And on top of it, she gets an abusive husband. St. Rita's in this marriage for 18 years, and instead of reacting like her husband and mirroring his type of behavior right back at him, what she did was she would do the opposite of whatever he did to her. So if he screamed at her, she wouldn't answer back. Things like that. And little by little, through her example, through her patience, through her giving God access to the marriage, little by little, her husband began to convert. She would go to the nuns, and she would get advice, and she would open up and tell the nuns everything. And at that time, it was even worse than we are today, where you had to put on a facade, everything had to look perfect, and you couldn't ever let anybody know that you had any problems. Nowadays, marriages are falling apart, and marriages, especially husbands, no offense, 
Husbands don't want to do anything about it. There's nothing wrong with us, babe. We're fine. No, we're not. I hate you and you hate me. We're not fine. <laughs> I don't want to look at you. You don't want to look at me. We don't want to talk to each other. We barely even touch each other. That's not fine. And what kills me today is that people are so worried about their, their image and what they look like that they won't even go to the priest or they won't go and get help. They won't go to a counselor. They won't go on a marriage retreat. They want to do nothing about it. Couples, if your marriage is in flames, you can do something about it. Humble yourself. Right? There are, nowadays, ECRC is offering, uh, offering this program where you can get connected with a couple who do, who's been trained in marriage coaching and they can coach you in your marriage. You know what couples tell me? I don't know who they are. They're probably going to go talk about us. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, stay miserable. Stay miserable. Figure it out on your own. Clearly, you haven't figured it out yet. If you can figure it out, why aren't you, why aren't you happy? Humble, humility, surrender, give God access, right? Giving God access doesn't mean you just sit around and you pray all day and expect that, you know, all of a sudden your roof gets fixed. You got to call the, the, the guy, come and check out the roof. After this, St. Rita, you know, she, her husband finally converts and then he gets killed. He gets killed. They have two sons. These sons are influenced by the in-laws, by his family. And they basically encourage the kids to go and get revenge. Now the kids want to go and kill. So St. Rita, she gives access to her children. She says to God, God, I give you access to my children. Do with what you want. Just don't let my, my children sin. Do not let them go and kill. Please, do everything and anything. Do not let them kill. And what happens? The sons die after a year. They get hit by a plague, kind of a pandemic, modern-day COVID, and they die. Now imagine this, like St. Rita's all alone, you know? And, and, you know, there are so many parents out there today that are suffering because they want good for their children. These are really, really parents that just want their children to find God, and their, parent, and their kids are going and doing all these crazy things. And they're suffering because there's not much that they can do. You know, what does St. Rita do? She gave God access. God, do whatever it is that you want with my kids. And she meant it. She was serious about this. Parents, your, par your, your kids today, they're, they're, they're not following the Lord. Surrender it. Give it to God. Allow God to do something with it. Do not suffocate your children. God wants them. He loves them. He's not going to take them from you. Just relax, okay? All right. This is a very specific story, okay? And we'll see why. Later on, St. Rita's alone. She begins to feel the call to become a nun again. Hey, I have nothing left. So she goes to the, to the nuns that she loves, and she begs the nuns to let her into the convent. And three times they deny her. Three times. Now, imagine, like, you know, finally, like, you have, your, your dream come true is coming, and it's not happening. How many of us today can feel that way, where, like, we, we have something that we want, we have something that we're looking forward to, and we just want to see a change, and all of a sudden the door just 
shuts in your face. You finally want to find somebody and settle down, you want to get married, and the door shuts in your face. You want to find a job, or your spouse needs to find a job, and you just keep looking, keep knocking on those doors, and the doors just keep shutting. You know, it can be very, very discouraging. You could just feel like, where is God in all of this? You can imagine, probably St. Rita felt that way. I mean, losing your parents, and then your husband, and then your children, and now you want to be a nun, and they, won't, they don't even want you. Like, can you imagine the despair that she was tempted to feel? But in all of this, she surrenders it. One night she falls asleep surrendering, saying, Jesus, I give you access. Come and do whatever it is that you want. I don't know what you want with me, but do something. The next morning she ends up in the middle of the, the cloister of the convent. And the doors were all locked shut. Miraculously, she ends up there. And the nuns accepted her after that. She became a nun. Not only became a nun, but in that she was so united to Jesus to the point where Jesus allowed her to feel a thorn from his crown of thorns. That's how united she was with Jesus. That's how much she surrendered everything. She emptied herself completely before God. And God raised her to the heights of sanctity. Today, my brothers and sisters, whatever it is that you feel like the doors are shutting, you know, it feels like nothing is changing. You need an impossible case? Let me tell you something. I have never, ever, ever went to St. Rita and she, she slammed the door in my face. I am telling you guys, if I told you the stories upon stories that I have of the ways in which St. Rita has literally taken the impossible and made it possible, of course, through God and her intercession, it's insane. So if I can encourage you to do anything today is just make a small prayer to St. Rita. Just turn to her and say, St. Rita, help me, teach me how to let God have access to every single part of my life so that in that I could be united to God and being united to God, I can find my peace and I can become a saint just like you, St. Rita. So let us ask St. Rita for the grace of real true surrender. St. Rita of Pasha, pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.